I'm Adam Epstein, and I'm a dirty moderate. Dirty moderates, the Trump crime spree is large, all-encompassing, sprawling, pick a word. But one of the things that we as Americans have had to learn to live with or try to understand for these past six years as he's been or seven years now as he's been in our face, well, certainly I guess you say four years because he was president, but still, we've had to try to figure out how to keep it all together. Right, the number of investigations, the number of of crimes, the the number of allegations, you name it. I think we need a flowchart, right? I've always said that because there is just so much that is colliding and being thrown at listeners, viewers, and politicos everywhere, and citizens who go, "What the hell is going on?" But as we know, Tish James, the New York AG, is going to sue Trump, his kids, the whole Trump organization for fraud. We know that he is under there's a grand jury in Georgia for his give me the 11,000 votes to Raffensperger. But the big enchilada and the thing that occupies our mind right now, which I think is the most important, arguably, is Trump's taking of the documents. So Fox News last night, Sean Hannity, Trump's, I don't know what you want to call him, his cult leader. His ringleader sits down with Trump for an hour in a really ridiculous interview in so many ways. And Trump insists that he declassified everything, everything he took, right, from the White House that the FBI seized in the search of Mar-a-Lago in August. Trump's quote, there does not have to be a formal process to do so because, quote, if you're the president of the United States, you can declassify just by saying it's declassified, even by thinking about it, end quote. Folks. This is the magical thinking president. Should we all get our vision boards out and just think about something and let have, let's get our vision boards out so we can declassify everything in the federal government? Everybody, let's do manifest, manifest, manifest. All right, all the new age guru hooey aside, this is what the former president says. Now, the central issue here about classification or declassification is dominating the debate in a way that I think is being is confusing things and getting people sidetracked and we're losing sight. We're getting in the weeds. And I'd like to try to break that down for you today. Again, I'm not an attorney, but I love this stuff. I certainly know how government works. And this is a lot of executive branch stuff that isn't as clear and isn't as direct as you may think. There are gray areas, but here we go. So days after the FBI search, Trump's office claimed that as president, he had this standing order that materials, quote, removed from the Oval Office and taken to the residence were deemed to be declassified the moment he removed them. All right. Now, that statement was originally read on Fox News by some conservative writer who Trump said should be his designate or his representative at the archives. I don't know the person's name. It's not relevant, but that's what they said, that the minute they were taken to Mar-a-Lago, these these documents. They were declassified. But there is no evidence whatsoever that Trump issued any kind of standing order to that effect or, or to declassify anything he took from the Oval Office. And most right-thinking people, normal people, sane people, patriotic people, dirty moderates like you, have greeted this idea with abhorrence, with, with, with total disdain. I mean, the idea, right, that Trump would have documents that he would take from the federal government to his house that automatically would become declassified, right? And somehow didn't log that or tell anybody in any requisite agencies, national security agency, anybody. That is preposterous. It's a lie. 
Shocker. But here's the key thing. The classified versus declassified debate is not the central idea of what this Department of Justice investigation is. And here's what I mean. Doesn't mean it's not important, but it's not what the three laws, there were three criminal laws cited in a search warrant, right? The famous search warrant signed off by a Trump appointed judge. That's the basis of this investigation. Okay. It doesn't depend on classified information. Okay. It matters that Trump took the documents. That's what's at hand, that he took the documents. Again, don't get lost in the weeds. This is why I'm trying to break it down. This is for your cocktail party, for your debates, whatever, especially for those who are the uninitiated, who aren't even following this at all. To get Following this at all, this is where we are, okay? Trump's lawyers did not ever say that these documents were declassified because they'd be lying, right? They would, they'd be committing perjury. They've also, they being the lawyers, have resisted by a judge's proposal that they that they write a sworn declaration or affidavit about it. So they're staying clear away from this, the lawyers. They aren't putting anything in writing. They're not even uttering it because that would be a lie. It would be perjury. All right. Classification. Let's just, just go back to basics. That's just an administrative process where the federal government controls how the executive branch, that's the branch of the president and all the cabinets, handle information that's sensitive and that could damage national security by public exposure, right? So Various officials have an authority to classify or declassify matters, and there's three classification categories, okay, or the way information is categorized. There's something called confidential, secret, or top secret. Now, beyond that, you've heard the term SCI thrown around a lot. That's access to particularly sensitive information, which can have further restriction than the previous three categories, confidential, secret, or top secret. And that is for sensitive, it's, SCI stands for sensitive compartmented information. So it's really secret. Now, if information is classified by definition, it means access to it is, is not available to most people. It has restrictions. Any documents containing information are supposed to be marked, okay, as classified. And that's how they do it. And only people with proper security clearances, and, I, and there are lots of people that I say lots, lots in these agencies that have them, but it's not the majority of government by any means. You have to have a proper security clearance and, and or be on what's called a need to know, the old need to know basis to be told where they are, what's in them. Okay. And then there's all sorts of rules that are bureaucratic and we're not going to get into about how these files get stored, how they get transmitted and how they get transported, Right. Classification is largely rested with the president in his constitutional authority as commander in chief. Presidents have established and developed this through a series of executive orders dating back to World War II and the Cold War. The current directive about classified documents, the one that's been left in place and not been basically changed, was Obama's. It's called executive, it's known as, they all are numbered, Executive Order 13526. You can look it up. It goes back to 2009, Obama issued the directive. It's Executive Order 13526 for inquiring minds. Is the classification system a criminal issue? Not really. And this is the hard part. For the most part, it's a bureaucratic thing, right? It's a process. It's about procedural rules and regulations. The, basically, if you disobey any of the rules and clearances you're given, you are admonished. You lose your clearances. You're fired. You're sort of brought up on administrative charges. It's not criminal law, per se, Okay. Just so you know, by the way, there's a separate system besides simply cl classified information about our nuclear secrets that falls under the Atomic Energy Act. That involves the Pentagon and the Energy, de Energy Department, Department of Energy, and any kind of decision about whether or not that can be accessed. It's considered highly restrictive data. People also say it's classified. It basically is in colloquial terms, but it's a totally different procedure. But anyway, 
the classification system is really parallel to the criminal penalties that Congress uses to find traitors or punish sedition or protect their security secrets, right? So, you know, the Rosenbergs or whomever, and you heard about the Espionage Act. It's a law from 1917 that Trump is being investigated under. It's, it's cited in the actual search warrant. Now, it is on the books. And it protects secrets that it defines as anything defense-related that could harm America or aid an enemy, a foreign adversary, anybody. has nothing to do with classification. And here's the kicker. Prosecutors in the, as it relates to the Espionage Act, if you're prosecuting that against, let's say, someone who spies on the government, you don't actually have to prove that anything was deemed classified for it to be a crime. You just did the wrong thing. Someone spying on the government, that in and of itself is the crime. So- Prosecutors, right, in an Espionage Act case, do have to prove, though, that information was being, uh, how do we put it, closely held by the government and might involve classified records. It's tricky. This is gray. I know. Follow me. So it isn't, oh, it's this is classified material. You are convicted or prosecuted under the Espionage Act. You are doing something against the government to aid and abet an enemy or to expose something that you shouldn't. And it could be classified, but just the act of doing it is the crime. Trump is putting forward a situation and he where, where he said he deemed national security secrets declassified without telling anyone. That's what he's saying, right? So the government has to find out what that means. He didn't do it. He's lying about it. But this is all under the federal government or the executive branch's purview, specific agencies' purview, and Espionage Act speaks to crimes against the government that aid an adversary and what have you. Not just about classified, okay, or classified information. Certain people have the power to designate something as classified. There are across federal departments and agencies, just so you know, people say, well, who, who has that power? People in the federal bureaucracy who work in national security. They are the president's emissaries in that way. They've been delegated that authority. As I said, it's various agencies. Uh, too long a conversation for this episode, but that's who does it. And they're part of the executive branch. Remember, in the three branches of government, I always feel like I have to say this because this country is so civically challenged. The executive branch enforces the laws. So that's just, this is where this all falls. Not the legislative act. That's where the Espionage Act falls, believe it or not. And then there's the, ju ju the judicial branch of government, of course, which is the courts. All right. Now, if you declassify information, which Trump says he did but clearly did not, what are the procedures? Are they formal? Do they exist? Yes, they do. The 2009 Obama executive order directs the head of a department or an agency that originally had said that material was classified to actually oversee any, any declassification, set any standards. So you follow me on that? So anyone that originally classified the information, a department or agency is now responsible for declassification. They set the standards. The executive branch lays out all sorts of regulations. There's a process. Part of the process, and it's a long process, is that you have to make sure that other agencies and departments who have an interest in whatever is being held secret are told or consulted. You have to coordinate. You have to coordinate. That's one of the things. So again, the agencies that classify are now in charge of declassification per the 2009 executive order. And the departmental agencies involved with this have to coordinate with other agencies who've been privy to that information. By the way, there are also procedures for the removal of documents that say classified or not, like if you're going to take off the classification label. There's other procedures for that, too. Okay. Can presidents, you know, declassify matters as a matter of law directly? Well, 
Yes, basically they can because it's their constitutional authority. But presidents who do that, who want something declassified, direct their subordinates at these agencies to do it, right? To review the matter before they make it public, to 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 go through the process I've been mentioning. But yes, it is their authority. Now, there have been exceptions. In uh, 04, George W. Bush declassified himself a portion of one of his presidential daily intelligence briefings. That's what the president gets every day, reads every morning that we never get to see that lays out all the threats and challenges and alarm bells the United States is facing. Real serious stuff. And anyway, in 2004, he declassified a intelligence briefing from August 2001. This was the famous one that was issued a month before 9-11. And people may remember this. Bin Laden determined a strike in the U.S. Bush declassified that himself under a lot of pressure. It was a presidential election year, wondering what happened on 9-11. But anyway, he did do that. But there are procedures. Again, even if Trump, even if it is true that Trump said the documents were declassified while he was in office, he didn't follow any procedures. And there's no court ruling on this. There's no precedent that definitively answers whether that would make a difference anyway. There was a federal appeals court case in 2020 that ruled on declassification that said basically the case said that declassification, even with by the president, has procedures. But they were talking about the Freedom of Information Act involving whether Trump had declassified a covert program by tweeting about it because he used to tweet all this shit out. Different argument. But it's not exactly this again. It gets murky. And the unlikely event that the DOJ charges him under law right, that made the classic the, cla- uh, the classified information a crime, it would leave open a lot of questions because there are people who argue, lawyers, scholars, presidential scholars, who believe in a strong view of presidential power and said the presidents are not really bound by all the rules and regulations their subordinates are in the executive branch. I mean, they can do what they want. And that presidents can even disregard executive orders without even rescinding them. So Trump could ignore what Obama did or Biden now could say, well, Obama issued, I'm going to just, I'm not even going to rescind it. I'm going to do something else. But others disagree. It's debatable. And the question is sort of in terms of secrecy and classification overall, and this is what makes it complicated. Uh, One observer described it as completely incoherent. So if there's no directive that says we need a a, a memorial, we need if there's no way to memorialize whether or not information is declassified and to how to convey that to the government, then what's the consequence? Departments have to make that decision and would continue to treat everything as secret under rules and procedures, obviously not just declassifying things willy-nilly, right? But it's a mess. Trump has illustrated and exposed yet again some of the inefficiencies here and some of the uncertainties, but this is a mess. But one thing that isn't a mess is there are procedures, and a president typically follows those procedures. And folks, this is where... The Trump administration violated norms and, and the rule of law on a daily basis and took away the fact that we have an honor system in our government, right? We're a nation of laws, not of men, as John Adams once said. We have to follow laws, but laws are changeable and human beings are fallible. And things that are not set in stone require integrity, fidelity to the law, fidelity to the Constitution, country first. Trump never believed that stuff. That's why this is a mess, not because everything's laid out clearly, but but for Bush, the example with W. Bush simply declassifying something, presidents issue something to the agencies, they just they go over it and they follow his his or her rule, but they don't it's not an incoherent jumbling mess. They don't just do things willy-nilly. But 
despite that explanation, I want to give you all that. And I know it's thick. So listen to the episode again and again and go over it just so you know. Do your further research, of course. But trying to break this down here as best as I can because there's so much at stake. But as I said at the beginning, this wouldn't, even if something said that Trump was able to declassify these documents before he left office and that was okay, it wouldn't help him with the other problems that he's having about the government trying to retrieve documents he wasn't supposed to take at the beginning, right? He wasn't supposed to take it. That's number one. Number two, this is all in the search warrant affidavit, the original search warrant affidavit. You can't conceal or destroy government records. This is what the subject of the investigation is. And you can't conceal documents as part of an effort to obstruct any investigation or any official effort. You can't do that. It's obstruction. It's disobeying a subpoena. And it doesn't have to involve classified material or national security secrets per se. Anyway, in May, we all know the DOJ got a grand jury together, a grand jury subpoena to get all the sensitive documents that were in Trump's possession. Those that remained, he said he took, he had given some back. He had not. This was in May. The FBI, seizing of the documents by the FBI was in August. This goes back to May. DOJ got a grand jury subpoena for all the sensitive documents that Trump still held. His representatives turned over a few, right? Again, said that no, none others remained. That was not true. And they actually demanded all records that had any classification markings, right? They, they sort of demanded that the former president had technically declassified them. Said, well, we want to make sure that, that you know he declassified them. It's a mess, yes. But guess what? Totally irrelevant to whether or not he unlawfully defied the subpoena. Irrelevant. Because... Trump has no respect for the rule of law. Trump has no respect for the norms. Trump has no respect for the procedures. Trump wanted to be a king. His base wants that. They love this. They think it's all a deep state plot. Trump can lie like a rug to Sean Hannity like he does every nanosecond of his life. And guess what? He gets applause from the MAGA base. They like it. They want the strong man. They think the government's against them. He is their vessel of rage. He is their vessel of vengeance. He is their vessel of uprising. That's what Trump is. But for the purposes of clarity, it isn't about whether he classified or declassified. By the way, things are either classified or declassified. You're not sort of declassified. You're not sort of pregnant. Just clear that up too. Declassify and distract. Declassify and distract. Because Trump left with documents, was asked to return them nicely by the National Archives and the government, resisted, resisted, resisted. In May, DOJ and paneled a grand jury or uh, issued a grand jury subpoena to see to get to get those back. They still only gave a few back. Brought up this classification thing, which is crazy. Not in court. This was just in the interchange between them, which led to the August seizure at Mar-a-Lago. And that's where the DOJ now has been cleared to continue their investigation. They get to the bottom of this. That is where we are at. Folks, declassify and distract. Never forget, there is no master of distraction and master of deflection like Donald J. Trump. And woe to this country. Should he ever get anywhere near the White House again. Folks, 
you don't want that to happen and you want to make sure these authoritarian, fascist, lunatic clowns don't get into power, vote.org, vote.org, vote.org. Make sure you go there and register everybody. I can't say enough, and I mean everybody. I keep saying it. Your best friend, your third cousin, your dog walker, your third cousin's cousin, your nephew far and away, your unknown relative anywhere. Find them. Make sure they register in their state to vote. And of course, subscribe to Dirty Moderate wherever you get your podcast. We thank you for the support as always. Follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at Dirty Moderate. We have so much great content still to come your way. And don't forget to follow our midterms 2022 campaign broken down key races in the Senate, secretaries of state, governor races. Everything's on the line. I've broken them down and I want you to know the information is there for you. Check that out. And finally, subscribe to our Substack at DirtyModerate.com where you can get all the info you need on the midterms and more. Thanks for joining me as always, folks. Stay dirty, stay moderate, and stay safe.